The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Uh, the deposit return scheme has been up and running for the guts of a month now. So the first of February it started. We are in the closing days of the month. How has it been going? Sinead Ryan is with me, consumer columnist and host of the Home Show and News Talk. Vincent Jennings, the CEO of the Convenience Stores and News Agents Association. Sinead, have you been uh, returning your plastic and bo- can plastic bottles and cans? I haven't yet. So I don't buy an awful lot of stuff now that'll come in under the return scheme to be perfectly honest Kieran but I'm going to keep a kind of a box out in the back garden and shovel them all in and see how I am at the end of the month Um, I haven't tried it yet now what I can't miss are the really big ugly new edifices that have sprung up around the supermarkets close to me Uh, I mean they really are quite unsightly uh, so one hopes that the scheme is successful um, and that it's worthwhile uh, them all going up. What concerns have you, do you have any concerns about, you know, how it might work, whether it will be effective beyond how ugly the machines look? Well, something around 60 to 70 percent of bottles and cans are already recycled in people's home bins, the green bins, which, of course, they're paying for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not individually then within the refuse charges. So the government is trying to hoover up the, the remaining 30, 35 percent uh, that isn't recycled. So, so of itself, that's a very, very good idea. They've used the carrot and the stick approach. So slapping a charge on each one from the 1st of February and then you uh, get the money back when you send it back. Now, the problems that I have come across so far, just anecdotally, is that some of the machines seem to be terribly sensitive. So the receptacles have to be completely dry and not crushed or damaged in any way. And the machines, it seems, aren't picking up, you know, if there's even a drop of liquid in it mm. or there's a dent in it. And, and that might be frustrating for people. And if that keeps happening and there's no leeway given, that that kind of annoy people. Um, the other issue really is regarding the voucher itself. So it can only be spent in the shop where you return the items. Yes. Uh, and that could be a problem for smaller retailers. I mean, I'm thinking of the corner shop type of or rural convenience stores where uh, they can't afford the thousands of euros to install one of these things and and maybe they'll lose out on the spend that'll come as a result of it. Uh, a lot of people getting in touch um, and Sinead don't go anywhere because I, I want to come back to you in a couple of points uh, but this listener says I've been collecting all cans and bottles that I bought since the start of February stored them separately brought a full black bag of them to Duns and Tralee yesterday the machine only accepted four bottles the whole system's a joke it'll never work I now have to pay a fiver to have the rest recycled the deposit return scheme my eye says somebody else I brought back some five litre water bottles only to find they don't actually fit in the machine. It's the exact opposite of throwing a sausage down O'Connell Street. And Sharon says, don't talk to me about the deposit return scheme. I returned cans to two shops in Smithfield. Both premises had their machines out of order. It's a scam. They charge extra, but then the machines don't work. So I can't actually return them. I am disgusted with it. Uh, Vincent Jennings is with us. He's the CEO of the Convenience Stores and News Agents Association. Vincent, what are your members telling you about how well this is working? Good evening, Ken, and good evening to the listeners. Yeah, look, I mean, this is the most enormous of logistical operations. It truly is trying to organise the return of two billion units, um, a billion cans and a billion plastic bottles is no small task, uh, starting from scratch. 
Um, and I think that, to be honest with you, despite there have been you know significant teething problems, some of which have been uh, noted by, by by your listeners, uh, some exaggerations as well, no doubt. Um, I, I think that it is you know it is so certainly going to work and it's going to work well. But you know, the quicker that the teething problems are sorted out, the better. Like like as you say, the sensitivity of the returns. Um, the, it's obvious when the when the papers were being done for people to to, to organise this, they were far. They didn't give enough of a cushion to allow for you know it to be the exact weight. I mean, you have to allow for some level. You see, we would have been better off if the North of Ireland had done this at the same time as us. But the whole thing had to be designed with fraud in mind. Unfortunately, the, our equivalent of Daisy the cow was very much in evidence, and we had to be very concerned about products which for which a deposit had not been charged, uh, all of a sudden somebody bringing stuff down in the truckload, literally, and, uh, and, and, and effectively affecting a fraudulent conversion once mm. it would come down into the cell. But what, what, why and what has that got to do with, like, the integrity of the, the bottle or the can going into the machine? Yeah, I think that if you had an all-Ireland and Ireland-only uh, regime, you wouldn't possibly have been as sensitive they had to really build in a huge amount of additional features to prevent fraud for the Irish market. But, 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 but would those, could those, those fraud prevention features not just relate to the barcode on the can, which would be an indication of where it was sold or what jurisdiction it certainly should have been sold in, rather than the shape yeah. of the can and the integrity of it? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the weight. It's the weight is what it picks up on. Um, yeah, yeah, as part of the checking feature, the barcode is the primary uh, uh, identifier, but weight is another thing. But uh, that, uh, w- Which relates to maybe liquid in the can, but I, I don't understand, and, 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 and look, you're not the one running the scheme, Vincent, so I kind of appreciate that when I ask the question. Um, but, you know, why should it matter if the can is slightly damaged? The weight, the weight wouldn't be impacted. Well, I, look. Of course, it will. It will be fine with 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 if it's damaged that little bit. It it it's really, they're asking for it to be pure, so that the damage, so that the barcode can be read. If it's damaged, if it's bent, if it's out of shape, at the point where the where the sensors pick up the barcode, it won't read it, so it'll automatically reject it. So it needs to be. I won't say pristine, but it does need to be a pretty robust uh, uh, looking product similar Mm. to the way that it was sold. Have any of your members, Vincent, expressed concern about um, kind of uh, bespoke products or or kind of uh, limited ranges of of products, boutique products, as they might be described? I know they were talking about this on with Sean Moncrief a little bit earlier, kind of some yeah. importers of, of kind of craft beers or, or wines that are not sold at kind of on huge scale uh, that the suppliers are saying, well, listen, kind of Ireland represents 1% of our market. We're not changing labelling for that. We're just not going to supply you anymore. Yeah, and I think that this is something that we're going to meet with the labelling restrictions that are being placed for alcohol as well, uh, you know, with, 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 with putting particular health warnings on those. The Irish market is, as you say, it may well be only 1% or 3% of a particular output. And somebody can make an economic determination. It's easier just to, to take it out rather, than put, rather than, than put it in. So, yes, we will suffer from some products not being put on the Irish market, which we which previously enjoyed. And people had choice that they won't have any longer. That's 
that's one of the, the most certainly the, the deficits mm. of, 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 of the DRS system. Like I say, lots and lots of people are still getting in touch. Tom in Kilkenny says, the local shop has two recycling machines. I arrived with a bag of plastic bottles. Both of them weren't working. I think the system is unreliable. All bottles have the logo, but some are refused with no damage as well. Half empty recycling bin out in my backyard at the same time. And Marion says, I already pay for a green bin recycling. I'm elderly and I get my groceries delivered by Tesco. If I bring these plastic bottles back, I need to make sure all the cans have the barcode and are not anyway crushed as they can't be accepted. Last week, I bought back my bag with difficulty to my local supermarket and it said full with a big red hand. Even though my green bin is in my driveway, I could put them into that as I've done for many years. And that is from Marion. Sinead, that kind of brings us on to another point and it it was raised online, I saw, by Maurice Rasnikialik, who's kind of a broadcaster. Uh, People might know her name. Um, uh, and, and she was talking about the fact that she would have relied recently on on home delivery for her grocery shopping, as mm. would many of her neighbours. And that involved kind of one van from the supermarket servicing kind of 20 or 40 customers on one single round trip. But because those vans will not pick up and bring back uh, and it would be too hard for them to administer the collection uh, and return of plastic bottles and cans, she now has to drive to the shop and back. So, I mean, as a green yeah. initiative, it kind of flies in the face of cutting carbon. It can. And look, for some people, that is absolutely going to be what they're faced with. They have to. I mean, if you're going doing your shopping, fine, you can bring them in the boot of your car. But if you're not, then you have to make a special trip for it. So, like a lot of these things are, well, certainly in terms of the machinery, they are glitches. I, I think we probably need to give it a little bit more time than, than a few weeks. Uh, to sort it out because, you know, this is, as Vincent said, a massive undertaking. Um, to the listener who had the three, the five litre thing, it, it only really works up to uh, between 150 mil and three litres. So don't forget your big uh, drums of water. They're not going to fit in anyway. And Kieran, do you know what it's going to come down with? It's going to come down to how painful this is for consumers. If they find it a monumental pain in the neck and deeply frustrating over two or yeah. three visits, they're just not going to do it. Yeah, and Sinead, what they're going to end I, up doing is sucking yeah. up the price. Yeah, I, like I'm not sure what I described as a monumental pain in the neck, but it is a pain in the neck. You know, and I, I, yeah. I just, I think it would have kind of behoved a government minister to just be honest about it. And when you asked if this was going to in, kind of involve any extra work and they'd say, absolutely not, mm. you'd be going back to the shops mm. anyway. If they just said, yeah, you know what? It's it's not kind of one of the labours of Heracles, but there will be a bit of work in it yeah, on your behalf. Look, I mean, there isn't a green initiative out there which doesn't involve some personal pain. And, uh, you know, I, I think probably mo- most of us could do a tiny bit more. Whether this specific initiative will take off remains to be seen. Although I can see an opportunity here. I don't know if you were ever in the Cub Scouts, Kieran, but the, it's some baba job uh, collecting <laughs> the recycles and bringing them over to the Pinkfia and getting paid that way. Uh, maybe that will become something that uh, that school kids can do over the with the Easter or summer mm. break uh, and, and maybe uh, maybe do that and clear it up that way. But look, it, it will remain to be seen. It's about habit. And we all hate the new things that we have to do. Everybody hated the brown bin, the green bin, the black bin and every other thing we have to do. And then it just became yeah. normal. But I guess the difference is that they weren't replacing a system that was perfectly functioning. And I accept only yeah. 60, 70 percent of bottles or cans are being recycled. But uh, I'm sure you were like me and like lots of people listening to the show they were doing that 60 or 70% of recycling. It was going into the blue bin out in the garden. So a kind of a system that was working perfectly well has been replaced with a system that has a box on the floor of our kitchen with our rubbish in it. 
So the government yeah. have literally said, Kieran, you've got to store your rubbish on the floor in the kitchen. I know, I know. And I mean, I won't be doing that because I, I have nowhere to put it. So it, I'll try it for a little while. But at the end of the day, um, if I'm not a family that buys lots and lots of these things, um, you know, fizzy drinks and all that kind of stuff, that, that it'll matter that much. For some, of course, it will. And it'll be particularly onus. You imagine somebody living in a small flat whose supermarket is a good bit away. I mean, they're not going to have the space and time to do this and the inclination if they're going on the bus to collect their groceries. So there'll be lots and lots of people who just won't bother with it. It's not worth their while, but yet they'll be paying the extra charge. And that can seem very, very unfair for people. Sinead Ryan, consumer columnist, host of the Home Show here on News Talk. Vincent Jennings, CEO of the Convenience Stores and News Agents Association. Uh, thank you both very much. Brian and Dublin's having none of it. I'm actually embarrassed, says Brian, at the amount of anger and debate from the Irish over a slight inconvenience of returning a few cans and bottles. If only people were as animated about issues that are infinitely more important, like ecosystem destruction, binge flying and everybody driving two plus ton SUVs. Irish people need to stop complaining like a bunch of spoiled kids and put their efforts into addressing some really important issues. Brian, you know what? Like, uh, uh, like... Uh, you're right. You're absolutely right in what you say. But the point is, and I think this is important, every government has a certain amount of political capital. There's only a certain amount of things that a government can do and, and, and kind of a certain amount of burden they can place on people's lives before people say, right, that's it. We've had enough. You can't do any more. And, and politicians and governments are acutely aware of it. And it's actually not the public that had a problem Brian, I would contend, is that this government have decided to spend their political capital on this, not on dealing with ecosystem destruction or binge flying or people driving two plus ton SUVs. They've used their political capital on a deposit return scheme to replace a recycling scheme that was working pretty well in the first place. The problem, Brian, is that if the Green Party in particular turn around now and say, you know what, on foot of the deposit return scheme, we want to do this new measure that's going to reduce how often you can drive your car or the types of cars you can buy or how big those cars can be. People are much more likely to push back because they're sick of things like this because of the deposit return scheme. That's the problem here from the government's point of view. They've wasted their political capital on something that isn't going to make a blind bit of bloody difference in most people's lives. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.